Hey everyone, we're the Book Mix Society. I'm Alondra. I'm Shay. I'm Amal. And I'm Virginia. And this is the Mom Book Club. Welcome back, bitches. As you know, Death Trope hails supreme in our battle of the tropes back in April. So come in and cry with us while we discuss, in our opinion, one of the best death trope duologies. Wow, that's like a tongue twister. Uh, We're talking about Full Tilt and All In by Emma Scott. Unless there's other standalones, duets, or series you think are better, let us know because we're always looking for sad book recommendations. As always, this is your spoiler warning for both books. If you haven't read them, please pause the pod. Do yourself a favor, read these books, and then come back. Trigger warnings for this episode include alcoholism, substance abuse, um, mental health, terminal illness, ectopic pregnancy, loss of a child, and death. We'll start, like we always do, with our overall ratings and our thoughts. So who wants to go first? I vote for Shay. <laughs> I was going to say, I could go. Okay, let's get the um, crying out of the way. <laughs> no, I promise I'm going to cry. Um, I just actually recently reread it, and it's still five stars for me um overall thoughts having read it a second time um I think that it kind of just really solidified my feelings after reading it the first time with all in the second book um coming back and rereading the first book it really solidified my feelings for who I like her to end up with um and what her relationship with Theo and her relationship with Jonah means um so yeah I mean, I'm assuming we'll get into that and fight over it later. <laughs> I um, I read this last year and I wasn't really reading any books last year. So it isn't like an official reading, but for me, it's a five star. And even when I was um, rereading some of it and like writing notes for this episode, it's still such a good book. And it's, I don't know, I think this was the first book I actually cried at. It wasn't the first sad book I read, but this was the first one that really got me and so I love them all of them yeah and I know I going into it it was a death trope but I still wanted Jonah to somehow survive (laughs) it's okay that he didn't but it's still sad like when I was rereading some of the quotes um and like Shay's thread when she was rereading it just last week it like made me miss him yeah so I got very nostalgic while reading it yeah it's like and it's it's so strange even when you know someone's gonna die and you're like expecting it but when it actually happens like what the fuck (laughs) I think I even cried harder the second time around like even because I mean when you read it the first time you know he's gonna die so you're like sort of bracing yourself for it but it's never fully what actually happens but even knowing how it ended I was still like just violently sobbing rereading it also makes you appreciate even more Mm -hmm. like he he appreciates his life a lot with Casey but rereading it you get to like even notice the little things that he you know expect accepted his death and so living in the moment or whatever but it was just sad like you I literally I I didn't even get very far in writing this episode and I was like (laughs) falling just thinking about uh having to write about it or even having to talk about it and I was like oh yeah it's so sad (laughs) Mm-hmm. I gave it a five stars too. It made me cry. I on- honestly thought I wouldn't cry because uh, I was getting like, it was sad and I was getting further to the book and I'm like, oh, I'm not crying. I'm okay. But then like towards the end, I was like just sobbing because I'm like, <laughs> like, like you guys said, you know what's going to happen, but still you cry. And what I really like about the book and both Full Tilt and All In is that it's, 
it goes beyond the romance it's all about you know like the first book all um full tilt like they are, both characters have their own issues and how they view life and how being together changes that point of view so it goes beyond the romance and i really enjoyed that because it makes you think um i give it a five stars i gave a full tilt four and a half stars and then i gave on why are you rolling your eyes that's not a bad rating <laughs> at all <laughs> That isn't a bad rating. It's not, and, but you say but you cried. I, I, so you know what? what and you know what my problem missing? is? Just because I no, didn't I, like it as much because I like other things. Just because I cried doesn't mean I'm gonna give it five stars either. No, see, that's my problem. I think um, because you said that you only give books that you really love and you cried five. So in my head, I'm like, you cried, so it's a five star. But that's yeah, that's not the reality. I didn't really love it. Like. <laughs> I liked it, but I, that doesn't mean it was one of my five-star reads. And that's allowed to be my opinion. And that it's not a bad reading at all. I usually, when I like a book, I give it four stars. So that was higher than that. Um, and then all in, I gave it four stars. Again, that doesn't mean I don't love the books. I did cry for I just them. Have I did to like come the first to terms one. with, I think, the fact that your ratings are a little bit more. I mean, like, I <laughs> I probably give you love higher books. ratings than I, don't, than I should. And so, like, sometimes I feel like your ratings are kind of harsh and it just, like, hurts my heart a, a little four and bit. four and a half isn't bad. I know, I know it's not bad, but I'm like, but why wasn't it a five? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I just, it's your rating. I have to come to terms with it. It's whatever. But, like, at the same time, I'm like, it hurts my heart a little bit. You're hurting her heart. I don't, I don't get it heart. because I don't think a four and a half is better off. <laughs> I didn't and say I it was bad. I don't think that a five for you is necessarily going to be a five for me. No, I know. I'm just saying, like, it's kind of one of those things where, like, somebody doesn't like your favorite character or something. You almost, like, take it a little personally because you have so much personal investment in the book. But, like, not everybody's going to feel the same way. So it's just, like, you know what I mean? Not that it's a bad rating, but it's just, like, not five stars. That kind of (laughs) hurts. And then you all already know that I did not like All In as much, which I'm sure we'll discuss. Uh, <laughs> and I gave that four stars. So I'm sure we'll discuss it. Yeah, I have a lot of thoughts for All In. <laughs> we might we might need a boxing ring referee or something. <laughs> Actually, I, I don't know where I stand, to be honest, because Ooh. of all my thoughts. I go back and forth. But yeah, I- it's the freshest in your mind than yeah. the rest of ours. Because I haven't been able to bring myself to reread it yet. But see, you guys had a, you guys had already read it, both of them, mm-hmm. before I started reading. So I knew how it was gonna end. I knew like there was a second book, and there's gonna there was gonna be a second love interest. And even then, I thought I would. I thought because all of that, I wouldn't get attached to Casey and Jonah, but I did. Mm-hmm. And but at the same time, I realized it was more like they were they were it for each other in that moment. Because they were what they needed. And I think that's what the book really made a good job of demonstrating. That, yes. you know, she was going nowhere. But she had she has her whole life to live. And he had so much potential. And a death sentence bill. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's not so bad. So I'm sorry. Oh, man. You don't have to say it like that, Virginia. <laughs> okay, he had a heart like condition. He had an illness. But okay, sorry. He, he was gonna <laughs> no, die. I'm just <laughs> it's just I think it's um it's so strange because I don't think I've been attached to another character like with Jonah because I've had other characters and I've read Death Trope plenty of time now. But I don't know why. I think it's because mostly in Death Trope, like you don't get as much of like an in depth uh-huh. look into the person. Like sometimes Death Trope is more like 
like the death has already happened or it's not as it's like an accident but it's never like or it's illness. like a side character that's not as important. yeah and so it's just like I don't know why it's just probably yeah I want how much it makes me sad just thinking about his so now every time I see the name Jonah it's like it's because he goes you go with, uh, with you uh, you go with him through the whole process he yeah. knows he's gonna die he knows there's so much he wants to do and the fact that he still goes out and does what he has to do because I don't know. I don't think I would have been able to do it, to be honest. I, I think I would have been just, like, crying in my corner and be like... Well, and I think the main part of it that really gets me with him is that you kind of see him racing to make something of his life before it's over and make it something that is, you know, going to touch people long after he's gone and... You don't really get that with a lot of characters who fall into the death trope category, um, or at least not as in-depth as we got. And so it's kind of like him coming to terms with his death while also trying to make the most of the time that he's got left. And I feel like that's kind of like, I don't know, it just, it hurts. Yeah, and the fact that through all of that, he kind of inspired Casey to mm-hmm. to take charge of her life. That because she, yeah. she she had so much potential, but she was going nowhere fast. The way she was living her life, mm-hmm. and the and I think that's where I say it goes beyond the romance because he needed. I don't know how to put. I don't know how to say because she, Casey clearly needed someone to like wake her up well not necessarily mm-hmm. something but something to wake her up and be like okay this is my life I need to live it and Jonah he was... showed her how precious delicate life is exactly and and he was looking to I don't, I don't know how to say. I just say how much I hated Casey's manager Jimmy uh, like oh he reminded me he was a really bad manager and Daisy Jones on the six as well oh and I yeah. just reminded me of that and I was like I fucking hate managers I yeah. hate the music industry. And I and I really hated and like of course she didn't really know better because she never really had that example in her life to show her like despite the fact that he's nice to you doesn't mean he's a good person. Doesn't mm-hmm. mean he wants what's best for you just because he's nice to you. And that was another thing I think Jonah taught her was that just because somebody's nice to you doesn't mean they have your best interest at heart. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was just a thing that really tripped me up while reading the second time around, because not only had I seen how things ended the first time around, but like, just, you know, when he, when their first couple concerts, when he was trying to convince her to stay or wasn't taking her seriously when she wanted to do things sober and whatnot, it's just like, I wanted to shake her, but she also had to learn that in the hard way. So I don't know. Yeah, it's like when you're a kid and you're a movie and you expect a different outcome. Because mm-hmm. you're like, oh, like this has already happened. And obviously as adults, you know that's just not how it works. But you yeah. can't help but want it to happen like that. Like you want things to be different the next time you read it. Um, but yeah, that's kind of, I think that's why I grew so attached to like fanfics because people changed the way the original mm-hmm. story like yeah yeah that was really it's the characters you're already attached to but you can yeah. get the ending you wanted yeah and it's you can get a different story okay, out of it. <laughs> yeah. your Belark trauma is showing my Belark trauma will never leave me i fear <laughs> i also every time i see glass blowing tiktoks oh i think about Jonah. i actually oh saw God. the show on netflix blown away just because of that <laughs> 
like it was a reality anytime show. I see like any sort of glass art like even just in I'm, the store or something I'm like Jonah made yeah. that I was gonna say I went uh, to the drugstore the other day to try to look for books and there was a couple like glass sculptures there and I was like ah, the technique yeah. like I actually I'll never be able to look at anything glass anymore which I think this is the different. first book where that's happened to me where there's like a something about one of the main characters that like I'll see in everyday life and think about it as much as I do with like glass art and Jonah and stuff it's like we were in a relationship with him yeah (laughs) probably unhealthy but it just kind of shows that the book like you know resonated with us even Mm -hmm. though I mean I've never had her die but it was sad see that's the thing I love Jonah a lot but I also grew like I I love Jonah a lot but I identified more with Theo so I I like have different kind of love for both of them I think it's because you're Everyone always loves the older sibling, but I think it's just the responsible sibling, like the response, the sibling that kind of keeps the family together, like does things for family. So I think that's kind of why Theo resonated with you. And that's also like why in the addicted series, Bryce resonated with you because it's like the protective one that's doing things for their family, mm-hmm. even when it kind of hurts them and speaking from their life. Cause like towards the end, you know, Theo's entire life was caring for Jonah. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure he doesn't regret it, but it's a lot, you know? And that and concludes I'm... today's therapy session. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that you should reach out to your... Just kidding. <laughs> um, but yeah, I definitely but... see what you're saying, Alondra. Like, I could see that with Virginia. Yeah. Sure. I feel like you always radiate... Not radiate. Gra- you, you always gravitate? end up liking... Like, yeah. The, gravitate. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot my words. <laughs> I, do, I do have a thing. Like, all my favorite characters are either older siblings with really a huge sense of responsibilities or this torture person that feels like the weight of the world's on their shoulders you should definitely discuss that with your therapist (laughs) i need to look into it maybe try reading some happy books where (laughs) more death trope so that means we just try reading books (laughs) yeah like that's where i'm at right now i need to read books (laughs) hey at least you finished all in we didn't see that coming that's true true. i'm proud of you if anyone wants to know it's, it's literally months in the making <laughs> she needed proper time to grieve jonah exactly i know yeah. i think it might have been a mistake for me because i read them back to back that was definitely a mistake October. for me i yeah. i went a month between yeah i really shouldn't have and i think that's what really like why i'm like so attached to them because i was in their universe for so long Mm-hmm. Um, even though they're not very long books, they're both like 300, less than 300 pages. So it wasn't a lot, but like a lot happens in mm-hmm. 600 pages collectively between yeah. the two books. So it felt like I was with them for a really long time and probably why I won't get over them for a while. And, and it I takes a lot of emotional it. investment in their yeah, stories. I, yeah, I was like, I read it on my phone, but if I had a book, my book would be like probably covered in tears. <laughs> but oh, yeah. Um, I don't know I feel like and I haven't been able to find another couple or even like a trio that I've connected with a lot more since this duology so also why I probably won't get over them but I, yeah I don't think see, anybody has I've connected with characters as much as I like have them a lot as in as long yeah. as individual characters more than I am invested as the couples because they all go yeah. into a journey that mm-hmm. is and it's very prominent in the book the journey they go on to and the they all have their own issues to to work on and it ends differently for all of them so i i really enjoy that part that yes there there's romance there's like the whole like 
there's like a whole point to it like there's a story about it but they still have their own individual story and I, I, mm-hmm. I really like that yeah and I think each of their individual stories it never felt like one character necessarily took away from the other like you got ample amount of time with each character to allow their stories to fully develop and get to the place where you know they their max growth where they were meant to be which I really like because sometimes I feel like with books like certain characters I feel like they don't get enough time to shine or like we're not paying attention to enough certain books it's like you can tell who the main character is yeah they get more of the storyline but here because there was three of them I mean not in the first book you don't really get a lot of Theo and Mm -hmm. but that's okay I'm okay with that but um like you get to know everybody yeah you don't get any Joan in the second one either sorry Uh, you get (laughs) in the prologue kind of when Casey like at the beginning when Casey is yeah (laughs) she's hit a downward spiral And she talks oh. to him through the that oh my god oh. makes me so sad. like that's the I don't know if there's like a trope name for it but that like breaks me in any form of media when when they're like someone is dead, dead and their loved one is talking mm-hmm. to them as if they're still there oh my god that makes me fucking bald it doesn't even matter if it's a cartoon or if it's a show and if it doesn't even matter if I even know what the thing is if I see a clip of someone talking to or having a conversation with someone who's not there anymore it's the most for me like such a heartbreaking thing i want to ask you guys your opinion on the promise when jonah dies when he asks theo to i okay i thought yeah because i think we're just talking about both books as one right yeah, yeah. Not splitting it. Okay, so my problem was i read all in expecting that confession to come out and therefore for it to be a problem because that should have been a problem for casey in my opinion that jonah told Theo to love her I don't understand why she was like oh he's like I love you and she or I've always loved you and she says oh I don't know what she says but she like it's mainly the okay part that it's it seems that an afterthought it, uh, to me that though like I get the whole take care of her for me like I get that but the love her part again I'm have no problem with that it's more like the that it was like oh yeah of course she'll take me like not, not of course she'll take me because that was not Theo's process at all but the implication that she would love him back no matter what, like as if she didn't have a choice because they made I that promise. Also, I was thinking about it through like Theo's eyes. How would he be able to live? Like he loves her, whatever. And she loves him. And, and But like, how can he live his life without a second thought in his mind that if Jonah was alive, she would not be with him. Or um, if he, if when she looks at Theo, she doesn't see Jonah. And I get like, they had their own love story. They had their, and she got over, not over, but she came to terms with Jonah's death. But like, I can't imagine that Theo would never think about this. You know, like there's always insecurities in people. Like what happens when Jonah's birthday comes around or the anniversary of his death comes around? Like that doesn't go through his head. Like, you know. See, that's where the timeline problem for me because yeah. I get that you can because the, the second book is all about grieving and moving on and letting go because you can again I've never been in that situation but I imagine that you can let go still love someone in the past and live your life to the fullest and fall in love again and I get all of that but my problem is the timeline it took she spent six months drunk like not f- like barely functional and then it took two months to fall in love with Theo after she got sober like the timeline is a bit it 
I don't know, it doesn't work for me realistically. Again, I know it's a book, but I feel that I think it was well done with what we had. But also, I just feel that there's some work that that should have been done too in the meantime. Because from what we see, Theo never even had the time to grieve. He had to take care of Casey. He had to take care of his mom. He had to take care of everything. And where where did he grieve? I don't know. Before I say this, this is my opinion. Please don't attack. Um, I think that both the books just kind of had the same storyline where it's like Casey was going through this really dark period and then Theo and Jonah helped her get out of that. And I feel like there wasn't that much space for her to grow by herself in either situation. Um, so I kind of wish, like Virginia said, that there, I, when we, we talked about this before, Emma, what it was like, there was six months. I feel like those six months don't really count. Because she, in my opinion, wasn't really there. Was inebriated. Yeah. Yeah. Like she wasn't feeling her feelings. She wasn't working through them. So it really just felt like two months to me. And I just feel like I understand needing someone to help you through that. And like Jonah helped her get out of the band. But I do think like with Jonah, there was this kind of like there wasn't enough time because, you know, he was dying. And I think with Theo and Casey, there, was enough time for them to kind of take it a lot slower than they did I just don't think in my opinion that Casey ever really healed by herself in either situation like she didn't really heal from the her trauma with her parents dealt with that by running away to the band and then being with Jonah and then she didn't really deal in my opinion by herself with the trauma of losing Jonah because she was inebriated and then relied really heavily on Theo And I don't think there's anything wrong with like getting help to get out of a dark situation, but eventually you kind of have to do it alone. Which is why I I had an issue with the part three when she gets pregnant. Yeah. I thought that wasn't necessary. Like I didn't see And then losing the baby. I think that pregnant, I think um, the pregnancy and her losing the baby was her like final step of letting Jonah go. Because she sees Jonah when she is in her like, Whatever, but I guess when, it's when so unhealthy. Like I know it's not. I know it's unhealthy, but I think, I think, I mean, I, I don't know, but I imagine Emma Scott was putting that in there as to show that this was her last, like, um, there, like but there's other ways to do that without. Being I know, like, but I know. I'm just saying. I think that's what the author was trying to do. I'm not saying it's. Uh-huh. Un- I'm not saying it's healthy, and I'm not saying that it was necessary. It should have been done before she got together with Theo. Sorry, mm-hmm. like that letting go, like you say, her final letting go should have been done before she got together. I know, but I think I think the reason I I know I I'm just saying what I think <laughs> was going through Emma's mm-hmm. mind. I don't know if that's true, and because I've never because this is not a recent book, so it's not like she you weren't Emma Scott. <laughs> yeah, I'm not Emma Scott. <laughs> what? Um, but yeah, I I think that's what her purpose was. I don't think it was executed properly, but I think that's what Emma's like point was where she sees Jonah one last time um and like asks him to take care of her daughter and then that's like that that kind kind of like closed the chapter for for her and Jonah and then I think even after that part she like calls Theo her universe maybe she calls him that before that but I I just I think that's what the point was I don't think I don't think it was necessary like I I think it's unnecessary to put in a triggering um such a triggering topic when the book is already so riddled with like you know other triggers what do you, what do you guys think about the mom 
like the mom's grieving process. I was like, mad at her, your opinions honest, on that because I, I felt I felt it was so unfair on Theo that he had to take care of everyone, and like I know it's not fair on the mom because she was also grieving. But sometimes I go back to like you're the mom, and maybe I was more mad at the dad. I was mad at both of them. Honestly, I was mad that Theo stayed in Las Vegas. I was kind of mad at even the friends too, like Oscar. Dina no, because Dina, Dina was okay. She was rooting for for Theo. Yeah, I I think I, I think at one point Oscar yells at Jonah, right? Like they get yeah. into yeah. a fight about um, really much him and fuck boy. Yeah. So. and it's just like I get it. Okay, Theo wasn't the best person, but like after Jonah got sick and after he died, like everybody changed and i think it's unfair of oscar to say that even if he was trying to protect um the parents like the mom mostly beverly it's not but... even the mom um it's like dina says it the best he they, they didn't see casey as a human being they saw her as someone that represented jonah's happy yeah. final days so mm-hmm. when they see her moving on it's like a shock that she's her own person that she still has her life to live and that's what made it uncomfortable for all of them which is kind of it's it's not Theo's fault. It's not. I think it was just like a lot of like unfortunate circumstances for everybody because like no one wants to go through that and no one and like they spent so long in Theo's last days and helping him do everything that they never it's kind of like reminders of him, you know, like there was a before you, there was a during you. I never thought there was gonna be an after you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the same thing here where they <laughs> Why did you have to say life. that? <laughs> so sorry i was actually i was just rereading rereading some of the passages on uh for reminders of him but that quote like, why would time. you torture yourself <laughs> so sorry one but like you know what i mean right time. like they they lived their life so long with his and like his um with his condition and then knowing that he was gonna die but they never thought about what would happen after and the only and i think if casey wasn't there they wouldn't they would continue on living the same way and Casey was the only person that actually like kind of reminded them and showed them that there isn't after Jonah this isn't just well, stop and, after Jonah mm-hmm, dies yeah. so and I mean like they also because had it not been for Casey they wouldn't have got to see him as happy as they did so yeah. I think maybe the grieving process might not have been so or at least with you know Casey and Theo it might their reaction to it might not have been so like black and white for them like had Jonah and Casey never gotten together and they were just yeah yeah um personally I like Jonah but I like Theo and Casey together better um I I understand like the purpose of Jonah and Casey together it makes sense and it was right but I think that had he not had a timestamp on his life and you know I think her and Jonah would have been friends had there not been a timestamp they wouldn't have met no they would have I I think they still would have I mean he would have still been her driver he would have still been he wouldn't have been working as a driver because he wouldn't have been like yeah because he was only doing that to make money for the glass sculpture and all of that studio time he would have because he was at Carnegie Mellon. But then he would have been Then she never would have met Theo either. Yeah, so it's it's a lot of yeah. what ifs. So clearly, but I agree with Shay. I think Casey and Theo are more well-suited to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, I just have trouble See, with the timeline. I think that um, they're... Think, go ahead. 
I think that they're well suited for each other because of the way Jonah changed both of them. So I feel like the sickness that Jonah had made Theo more of like a compassionate kind of, I don't want to like less hot headed. Mm-hmm. And I think without Jonah, Casey didn't really know how to love. Mm-hmm. So I feel like without that relationship that they each like without. I, I don't necessarily agree with that in the sense that Casey didn't know how to love. I think she did. I think it would have taken she her a little her. bit longer she let to let herself love though. Yeah, she didn't yeah. let herself love because she didn't want to be hurt. And I think Jonah... Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying like it would have taken her a little bit longer to get there, but I think she always had that in her. I don't think she I agree. I just don't think I just don't think Theo would have been the one to teach her or like to have the patience for her to get there. I don't think Theo has that like same <laughs> warmth isn't the right answer, but like I don't know. I feel like Jonah was the right person. Well, I think that. if Jonah wasn't dying, I don't think Theo would have been as uptight as he was. I think he would have been uh, a little I bit. Think, more I, well, I think he was hot headed. I think the like the whole like how Theo was put, portrayed through like Oscar and like even his dad is that even before Theo got even before Jonah got sick, Theo was like you know just hot tempered, you know, living his life. And but I yeah, I think I Jonah kind of brought out the anger and denial within him in terms of like his sickness I think those two feelings were like very prominent and I don't think they would have been as like strong because he was in denial and he was angry about a lot of things concerning Jonah and yeah I think he probably would have been like still kind of hot-headed or hot-tempered or whatever but I just I don't think those feelings would have been as strong or like his more of like a default setting for him I just don't think he would have had the patience to kind of deal with the no that's a long way to say it. I don't know. I feel like they he wouldn't have that loyalty that he had without Jonah yeah. and Casey's relationship and the way they changed each other. There wouldn't have been the Casey for Theo. So for, Jonah like, was in, needed. Yeah. In, yeah. I think I definitely opinion. think Jonah was needed for both Theo and Casey to get to where they were. Mm-hmm. Um, just like even in their life, because that's how he stood up to his dad. I think like the whole Jonah thing stopped him for a while but you know after Jonah died like he was able to finally like even like Casey helped him and I think also without Jonah it if it came to the point where he did stand up to his dad I think things would have gone south Mm -hmm. like I don't I think they would have had a very like broken relationship had it not been for Jonah and his illness and all of that do you think the dad would have cared if Jonah was still alive, that Theo was running a tattoo shop. No, right? he because did he care, Jonah. No. But he, I, I think, I think he only really cared because he saw the importance of what Jonah was trying to do with the glass art and like to, to make it like a legacy. And he might not have a very good view of tattoos. I think, and I, I, mean, I don't know that. I don't want to. I don't want to call him stupid, but like literally, he's leaving a lasting imprint yeah. on people with his tattoos yeah, like i don't know what more of a legacy stigma you about tattoos you know? that is true it's like casey's dad he thinks like only criminals have yeah have tattoos which and is- i i think theo and jonah's dad kind of saw that to an extent as well like that was maybe sort of an underlying feeling and why he wasn't as accepting of theo's choice of how he does his art i also and think it's because he knows that theo can better than just a tattoo mm-hmm. well What's wrong yeah, with being a tattoo I think artist? I think 
he it's because he looks down on it and he believes that there are better options yeah i mean there's nothing yeah. wrong with being a tattoo artist but for someone like um his name is henry the dad's um for him it was like jonah was doing such an important thing and he was making like yeah he wanted him to be a there, there like, was like a like prestigious you know yeah, yeah there was kind of like this prestigious um like tone to what jonah was doing because he went to carnegie mellon which is this really fancy school and he's building the sculpture that's going to be, you know, uh, presented and like be there <laughs> valued by other people and they can like look at it and stuff. And like with tattoos, it's kind of just like more individual, not something that I like think it's also a, a group because, of people can. Yeah. And I also think because like the whole like stereotype of Vegas and people just kind of get it. Mm hmm because on a whim, it's not really a thought process. Yeah. I think if the setting had been some like in another city, I think maybe the the feelings about tattoos might have been different from his dad. What yeah. did you guys think about Henry getting a tattoo with Jonah and Theo's names and asking him to do his own name first, like Theo to do his name? I thought that was really cute. I thought that was it so was. cute. Yeah, I thought that was cute. Yeah, I really appreciated that, like, it wasn't just him kind of appreciating what Theo was doing, but, like, you know, he's tattooing it on him. Then. Yeah. Like, Amos said, that's permanent, and it was his permanent approval in a way and that was yeah. really cute was it i also really like the neighbor um yvonne yvonne. yeah yvonne. yeah i think she was i wanted i wanted to move together. to um to new orleans yeah. sorry i wasn't sure i was saying it right um, new, orleans? Also, new orleans yeah. i don't know i also i know really canadians differently <laughs> i also really appreciate that casey didn't accidentally break the orb so, so oh my god I, I was oh. reading that second book wait um, the thing is like I, a part of me didn't want it to happen but there was a bigger part of me that wanted it to happen because I wanted Casey to fucking mess. break well, down and also because of um in the first book when she's talking about the what sorry I can't think of the word for people that enjoy sadness sorry. emotional <laughs> <mass>. <laughs> statistic a masochist, masochist? Is that sadistic sadistic that inflict the pain wait what's the word say <laughs> a, what masochist Masoch- i was trying to say that but i guess kept saying mcdonald's <laughs> um i i was at one point thinking she was going to break the orb only because of in the first book when she had the perfume bottle or was it i think it was it was a, a little thing no, that he made her it, it was something that he made her when she went back to the band and um she was trying to get sober and then there was one point where she goes back to the hotel room and she like almost breaks it or thinks she's gonna break it and that kind of helps her realize like this isn't where I'm meant to be um I thought because that was such an important moment in the first book that in the second book she would break something that he made her um I thought I was was very relieved that she didn't but yeah, I was thinking because there's two things, right? There's the light that he made that she had, like the bottles. Well, there's and the light, the, the perfume bottle, yeah. and the. So I thought, I thought the, uh, I know the lights go out, like they won't don't mm-hmm. work anymore. But I thought she would break them, and I was literally waiting for it to happen, and then it didn't, yeah. and I was kind of sad that it didn't. But she had other things to deal with, so fine. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> fine, I guess. I guess fine. we're fine without one mental breakdown. There's plenty yeah. others. Um, I. The only thing that I wish I could have seen with both books is, I don't know, it's hard because I feel like those the books are so good, but I feel like there was something missing with with 
Casey's friend from the first book. Lola. Um, Lola. Mm-hmm. I kind of wish that she could have just, you know, maybe made a slight appearance in the second book. And yeah, because it was all Jonah and like Theo's yeah. friend, except Yvonne, uh, though, I guess she had the bartender I just, and I mean, like the neighbor, and, the two siblings. That and signed her I love the bartender. Like, he's great. But I, I just I wish that she would have had maybe at least just one more person that was from before Jonah and Theo that kind of just I mean, I guess that's kind of the point um, of Jonah being in her life and showing her that there are good people and not in the way that she was thinking before. But I don't know. I wish, I wish Lola would have maybe made an appearance because they didn't end on, they didn't really stop being friends on bad terms. No, because she's like, Lola Lola was very understanding. Yeah. Um, And I think at one point Lola even said she was like proud of her when she Mm -hmm. had said like, I'm not coming back or something like that. So yeah, I I think, I think when she like quits the band, she's like, oh yeah. She saw that it was a good decision for Katie. she also had said mentioned something like after um Casey had told her how much money she was given she goes oh you got ripped off and like Mm -hmm. I just I kind of wish she would have made it through to all in just to kind of see like her her growth and also so that she would have a long-term friend that wasn't attached to Jonah and Theo and all of them I wish that Jonah had met her parents. Yeah. Because I get, I get Theo, I get that that was like the difference between them, like her relationship with Theo and her mm-hmm. relationship with Jonah. Um, but I was actually really disappointed and like sad that Jonah wasn't able to meet her parents, even if it was just to curse them out. But especially because of all the times he said like he wished he could switch places with her or switch yeah. parents or whatever and yeah, yeah yeah so that that scene where they just watch the parents go away like that mm-hmm. was I was so angry and like not to a point where I would dnf a book or anything but like I was just like frustrated with that point because like it wasn't fair and then in the second book when like Theo meets them and I was just like that's fucking so annoying to me because I, I don't know because at that point I was like you know Jonah was at that point the love of her life so yeah it's it was annoying that there was a differ, like a difference between her relationship with Theo and her relationship with Jonah. And the way Emma put it in there is that she, it, um, like she fought harder for Theo to meet her parents than she did for Jonah. To- yeah, I think it was Even more that wasn't also the case, about her personally being ready to face them. Mm-hmm. Um, Can we talk yeah, about how really her parents were? Her parents oh, yeah. were the worst. I mean, they're not, I've, I've read worse parents um, <laughs> in the Addicted series. They're really bad. <laughs> Please, I just kinda, read a book They kind of make Casey's parents look like saints, honestly. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. I've, well, I've seen suck. parents where they sexually abuse their kids. So, yes. Oh, yeah. Casey's parents <laughs> were far better but than also, others, but. But also, um, I, I think her parents were emotionally immature and they should not have had kids. I'm. Don't I mean, me that's the I point. Casey, that was the whole thing, right? Yeah. Because um, he didn't want to have kids, the dad. And I wish that more books kind of showcased emotionally immature parents. Because I think they're so common, but not a lot of people realize just how common it is. Um, but I, yeah. I well, I think that's parents. one of the harsh realities to realize that your parents are human and they have their own flaws and their own issues. And that's who. <laughs> just kidding what do this you is mean a, this is really about to turn into a therapy session <laughs> um but yeah i hate her parents they're they suck 
I feel like I'm only here for comedic timing. <laughs> we all have our roles in life. Um, what do you think? I always go back and forth when like a character like a dies if I want this to happen or not. But how would you have felt if she ha- was pregnant at the end of? I think because that I always think that it's like oh I the, don't uh, she'll I, always have a piece. Sorry. Yeah. I was just saying I don't think I would have liked it only because that is so much pressure. Mm-hmm. For a what kid. if she's yeah. pregnant at the end of Full Tilt and then she went in jail because she accidentally left him in the car after they got in a car accident <laughs> and he died? <laughs> and then four years later. Five years. <laughs> and then a little while later she meets Four years later Ledger. she changed her name to Kenna. <laughs> <laughs> and they named the child Diem. <laughs> but yeah, no, yeah, I always go back and forth between like um the person they having a piece of drinking the... spiral what one way to keep true. it over <laughs> oh my god yeah i mean hopefully you would think but yeah, i always go back true. and forth between if i want the like the female character the main character to have a piece of someone who late loved but then at the she same time the like, that would be what do you mean a piece like you mean like the kid like a like a piece of the person you know like it's they'll semen? forever be in their lives no matter what <laughs> but they also like the corpse is semen you guys are the worst. <laughs> Don't say <it> like that. <laughs> Anyways, I'm signing off. <laughs> but I, I think if that was the case, if she, like, say she did have a kid at the end of Full Tilt. She wasn't ready. Um, she, she could have, they could have had the ectopic pregnancy also, for her that. I also don't. Oh, she would not have survived. Listen to No, me. but then that's how Theo would have helped Shay's her. talking. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. I was saying she Actually, not only would not background. have been I'm ready. All shut up. I'm gonna <laughs> not only would she not have been ready but I also don't think if she had Jonah's kid that she would have ever gotten a relationship mm. he could have been daddy and uncle would have been a thing. huh daddy he would have been uncle daddy he uncle Theo. no he he would have pulled a Ben Kessler and pretended to be the dad ben from Kessler. November 9 oh I forgot <laughs> <laughs> I'm not the only so one who forgets book characters. <laughs> I read a book. Okay, you were literally reading a book yesterday. As you were reading it, you called her Beth. No, it was a typo. The author. The author. The author's name is. Wait. Then I don't mean. Hold on. Let me go back through these Anyways. messages. Anyways, my mom. What were you saying the six times you tried to interrupt Shay? <laughs> <laughs> There's a car alarm going off in the background. I don't know if you guys can hear that or not. I actually can't hear it. I yeah I I mute it myself because it's like it's really loud it's loud to me but I was just saying that a piece as in like you know like always have Jonah in her life regardless one two three four five what (laughs) (laughs) no I didn't hear what you said I didn't hear what you said she was just counting she was just saying random stuff to interrupt you interrupting you (laughs) oh okay you didn't get Anyways. it, so now I guess um, Amal wanted Casey to be pregnant with Jonah's baby and then have. Uh, no, I was saying topic. if they were going to do no, a miscarriage, again. they could have done that with Jonah's baby. Why? Why? That's enough trauma. Because that would have been even more sad. And then. She wouldn't have it survived it. Amal takes emotional masochist to a whole new level. She would have lost <laughs> Jonah and the baby. No, she wouldn't have. Not, she barely survived Jonah. She wouldn't have. She would not have. She barely survived Jonah. Imagine losing, thinking you're going to get... She was literally killing herself with alcohol. <laughs> it's yeah. fine. She was fine. She was still making music and singing. <laughs> yeah, but uh, those are people the, that criteria to make sure that... She literally fine. ran away from everyone so no one could check in on her. 
so that she could die alone. And she would have been wouldn't have been able to do that had she been pregnant. But if she had no, lost the baby, she would have lost the baby. Yeah, but she, she wouldn't have lost the baby until later. And then if she like, lost the baby, she, she would have anyone around, and she would probably and then she would have got drank herself to, the to death and then lost it. Yeah, and well, like, you the baby, get your McDonald's won. checked out. McDonald's, go to therapy. <laughs> BetterHelp.com. I thought I was bad. Jesus, <laughs> you live in Canada. I want her, to lose, I want her to lose the baby of the only man. I, oh, that she's I'm, loved I'm and glad. Lost. I'm glad that they were able to save his his exhibit. Yeah, that that all that all that is a part that almost made me cry. And all in when John uh, Theo comes in when they're like taking up the exhibit and he kind of lets himself grieve Jonah. I almost I cried. There. Like they broke a piece. Those motherfuckers. I they would do their job right. Just yeah. kidding. I hope they got fired. <laughs> <laughs> They're just having a rough day. <laughs> they probably lost one their own. I know. <laughs> I hope but. they got fired. Okay, so if they died, who do you think Casey would be within heaven? Jonah. Oh, I yeah. I, also, I think I remember we talked about this before and Alondra you said we've played so many lived scenarios a, with this. It's no, but she yeah. she'll live a life with Theo. She will spend her afterlife with Jonah. I I, uh, I don't think so. I think, I think so. you're all wrong. <laughs> and God would be okay with some love. I mean, I, I am willing to say that she was always meant to be with Jonah and Theo. You but think I... God would let the brothers and her live in a trio? No, not like... <laughs> like Please a trio. like we're we're diving into taboo territory now that's what i'm asking because you said god would be god would let you they'd be a v like each with her but not with each other that's the that's just that i'm kidding though that's a love so basically you're asking like in this like in the Titanic scene at the end when she dies who she who she would meet at the stairs he would be with jonah i think i think so too i think that there's still questions there I don't think that they ever really got an ending. I think they did. Yeah, because because it's like I mean I guess this is a spoiler, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure wrong. at the I'm pretty sure at the end of This Is Us, like she lived her life with her second husband, but in her when she dies, I'm pretty sure she meets. Um, <gasps> spoiler warning! I did. I said said spoiler. Just kidding. Warning. I've never Jack watched died. a single episode <laughs> of that <laughs> show. I didn't know. But yeah, Jack so died. like he dies in like that where... a fire. What? That's not the same no, no, no. thing. But yeah, so I think she like she dies of old age after she's married to her second husband for like twenty or thirty years, and she only was with her first husband. Who was her husband's I think... best friend? Similar, huh? Yeah, but yeah, so it's kind of <laughs> like the same thing. But when she goes and she passes on in the show, I'm pretty sure she sees Jack. I don't remember his name. Just because she's name doesn't Jack. 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 Just no, but she she doesn't Jack. Know it end up. Ignoring me. No, but she says because she doesn't see her. She doesn't see her second Jack. husband there. Well, Jack, he's not dead. Jack. Yeah, but it's the I afterlife. Like you think time's linear in the afterlife? But <laughs> if he's not dead, dead, why would he see her in the? Why would she see him in the afterlife? <laughs> yeah, but when you're in the afterlife, he was also dying. <laughs> he's also very old. He would be there too. But see, that's no, eventually die. But they're young. They're so when she, she dies, she's young again when she was with Jack. And like when when he dies too, she's like, like, oh sorry, Jack, he's here. Bye, gotta go, gotta run. Yeah, like, I but don't like know. say say they all died at the same time. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Housefire. Or no, there was another We've theory where so they lived their off whole... topic. It's not even funny. 
anyways, what were your guys' favorite quotes? And we can only say one. Okay. Oh, I have one. Because it's it's like okay. it's not necessarily like one quote, but it's like a little it's an interaction. One from each book? I don't know. Oh, care. I was just gonna do well. I <laughs> say whatever you want. We could. Say whatever you want. Read the whole book. Virginia, <laughs> you go first. Um, I, I, I'm trying to look it up. It was something. Amal, you go first. Um, I have one. Alondra, you go first. One. It's called. It's kind of like it's in. It's in tune with the whole. There was a before you. There was an after you. Uh, and it's uh, you can prepare all you want for someday, but nothing prepares you for the day of. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Can I do one for each book? Yeah. Sure. Okay. So from full tilt, it's uh. Of course, Casey and Jonah try not to cry, guys. But I'm fine. She, she goes, This is what I want, you and me in a place like this outside of time. And then Jonah says, This is living case. This is exactly what I wanted, but I didn't know who to ask. She said, It was me. He said, It was you. Always and only you. <laughs> You're the that worst. One really <laughs> I can't find- you know what's another one that's really sad? Here, let me hold on, let me get it. I, I can't find my, my the quote. It was something about um, letting yourself feel whole because otherwise, what's the point of living life? Like something like that. But I can't. I can't find. I can't find it. There's another one. It says we might not have months or years, but we have moments, thousands upon thousands of them. We can. T- we can each take what? What? Let's take each moment and seize them and wring them dry. And another one that just applies to this is that I love, I would love you forever, Casey, if only I had the chance. Uh, and I she find would it. love his brother. It's like when when little no, but of but hope. the thing is, he he did love her the rest of his love life. Virginia. Give her quote. <laughs> like, jeez, we should just mute them all. <laughs> so it's when little slivers of hope put in an appearance you have to grab them and hold on give them a smile otherwise what's the fucking point yeah yeah i like this one from to casey where there where this is ruined there is hope for treasure oh yeah it's kind of like looking at the bright side (laughs) (laughs) she hates us now she's like i'm so sick of you guys I just had to grab something. That's why I turned. Sorry. (laughs) In the middle of our pod? Who knew? We had lives. (laughs) I think it'll probably be another like two or three weeks before I can muster up the courage to reread all in. Because I I waited a month the first time around. I waited four months. (laughs) (laughs) On purpose. Yeah. On purpose. Right. It had nothing to do with the fact that you're possibly in a reading slump or that we've been bullying you you to read the second book for weeks now. Could you hear my cat purring? I heard his little bell, though. I think that sums up our episode. (laughs) So (laughs) thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Book Week Society, the non-book club. Like always, new episodes out every Tuesday in Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbeans, and really anywhere you can listen to podcasts. Tune in. I already said this. Tune in next Tuesday for another episode. <laughs> Leave us your comments on what you think about these books. And if you haven't read them, still listen. You're a real one and go read these books. And then go cry in Shay's DMs because she likes that. <laughs> and go. Uh, and everyone else, please send a better help link to them all because she needs therapy. <laughs> uh, so, like always, stay happy, stay healthy, and stay big she. Bye, everyone. Stay sad. <laughs> no, stay sad. Stay Most of all, stay sad, guys. Stay sad. Stay happy. <laughs> And fuck them all, Buckshay. No. Bye. 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 Bye.